hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm? What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. Search lubricants or vaginal dryness and you'll find a dizzying selection of personal lubricants that promise everything from making things more slippery to having mind-blowing orgasms. Shopping for a vaginal lubricant is daunting, to say the least, which is why most women who find themselves experiencing sandpaper sex generally first head to their bathroom to see what they have on hand. But while convenient, using slippery stuff from your medicine cabinet is actually not particularly vagina-friendly. Even good old petroleum jelly is a bad idea. I mean, not only is it just about impossible to wash off, but long-term use of petroleum jelly inside the vagina makes infection and irritation far more likely. Beverly, one of my patients, tried pretty much everything to get rid of an irritating, funky discharge, and it never occurred to her that her discharge was the direct result of using petroleum jelly, which, by the way, had been recommended by a gynecologist. Well, to be more accurate, a formal gynecologist former gynecologist. In fact, there was actually a study that showed that women who routinely put petroleum jelly inside their vagina were more than twice as likely to develop bacterial vaginosis. In addition, petroleum products cause deterioration of latex, as in condoms, which in turn increases the risk of acquiring sexually transmitted infections. In other words, petroleum jelly is fine for the lips on your face, but not the lips of your vulva. Baby oil. Baby oil is another popular choice that's recommended by some gynecologists, which seems reasonable. I mean, good for baby's bottom. Why not good for your bottom? But like petroleum jelly, baby oil can cause vaginal irritation and is associated with latex condom breakdown. Lots of women skip their medicine cabinets and again, often on the advice of a gynecologist, head on down to the kitchen. Why not just slather on a little olive oil, butter, coconut oil, vegetable shortening, apricot oil. Here's why. Like petroleum jelly, cooking oils dissolve latex and shouldn't be used with condoms. They also don't work particularly well because their consistency is really thin. I also don't see the allure of your vagina smelling like olive oil. And again, regular use of oil in the vagina may increase the risk of a yeast infection. In other words, olive oil is great to use when making lunch, not when making love. Bottom line, Petroleum jelly, baby oil, cooking oils are fine to use in a pinch, but they should not be your regular go-to choices. So once you head on over to the drugstore, most women resort to one of two strategies. Either they grab the first product they see and then stock up on stuff they don't really need to hide the fact that vaginal lubricant is the only thing on their list, you know, in case they run into someone they know, or a lot of women just grab a product they've seen advertised. The truth of the matter Not all lubricants are created equal. And to make things even more confusing, a vaginal lubricant is not the same as a vaginal moisturizer. A lubricant is defined as a substance that provides a slippery barrier between a penis or toy and vaginal tissue. Lubricants don't change tissue. They don't heal tissue. Lubricants are intended to be used at the time of sexual activity just to decrease friction. A vaginal moisturizer, on the other hand, is meant to be used on a regular basis in anticipation of sexual activity to increase vaginal moisture. 
So this segment's going to stick on how to use, how to choose a vaginal lubricant. Moisturizers get their own segment. But, and this is important, for a lot of women, a lubricant is not going to be enough to get rid of dryness and pain, no matter which one you use and how much you use. A lubricant decreases friction, period. So there are three basic categories of commercially available vaginal lubricants, water-based, silicone-based, and oil-based. Hybrid lubes combine water and silicone. So let's start with water-based lubricants. In addition to the fact that water-based lubes tend to be gloppy and sticky and simply don't last very long, most popular water-based lubricants can, with continued use, actually damage and dehydrate vaginal tissue. You heard me right. The lubricant that your doctor, pharmacist, or friend recommended is not only not necessarily going to help all that much, but it can actually damage your vaginal tissue and make things far worse. And here's why. Most water-based lubricants contain glycerin and other additives to keep things on the slippery side. Another ingredient often found in many, but not all, all water-based lubricants is a preservative known as propylene glycol, also used to de-ice airplanes, just saying. So glycerin, propylene glycol, and other additives often found in water-based lubricants increase a product's osmolality. All right, we're going to take a quick trip back to seventh grade science so you understand why this is a problem, and I promise I'll keep this really short. But basically, osmolality is the measure of dissolved particles per unit of water in a solution. So water has an osmolality of zero. The vagina normally has a low osmolality, around 300. So you want whatever you're using in the vagina to be as close as possible to that number. So if you put a lubricant with a high osmolality in the vagina, the vaginal cells will push water outside, outside of the vaginal cells in an attempt to maintain a low vaginal osmolality. So Lubricants with a high asthma, uh, lubricants with a high osmolality not only dry out tissue, the opposite of what you're trying to accomplish, but also increase the chance of irritation and infection because the tissue becomes damaged. And that's why many women who experience irritation, burning, and itching with regular use of water-based lubricants. Now, the World Health Organization, WHO, recommends that vaginal lubricants should have an osmolality less than 1,200. Now, if you're impressed that the WHO cares about dry vaginas, don't be. They don't care. But what they do care about is transmission of sexually transmitted infections. And they have determined that lubricants with a high osmolality increase the likelihood of acquiring HIV because of tissue damage and breakdown which leaves a convenient entry portal for bacteria and viruses. And it's truly shocking how many of the most popular lubricants have a sky-high osmolality. Now, there are newer lubricants that have a low osmolality, but you need to look for them. And as a sweeping generalization, if a lubricant does not list its osmolality, you can guarantee it's probably off the charts high. Now, a lot of women avoid lubricants with glycerin because they think they will cause a yeast infection and parabens because they're concerned that they will cause cancer. Neither of those things is true. The reason to avoid water-based lubes with those additives is that along with those additives comes a high osmolality. So I'm not going to list all the good lubes and bad lubes here, but the full list can be found in my book, Slip Sliding Away, Turning Back the Clock on Your Vagina. But just to make the point and keep in mind that ideally, a lubricant should have an osmolality lower than 1,200 and ideally closer to 300, it's worth mentioning that KY Warming Jelly has an osmolality of 10,300. Yeah, 
10,300, you heard that right. The biggest, most sold, most popular lubricant brand sells a lubricant that's basically toxic to your vagina. Now, again, there are good ones out there, but you just need to look for them. And if a lubricant does not list its osmolality, assume it's really high. The low ones brag about it. Now, the trade-off of using a vagina-friendly, low-osmolality, water-based lubricant is that although they're not irritating, they're not all that slippery, and they may not last very long. Silicone lubricants, on the other hand, are very slippery, really long-lasting, and not irritating. In addition to being far more slippery than a water-based lubricant, silicone lubricants don't have osmolality issues because they don't require the preservatives or other irritating ingredients. Silicone lubricants do not destroy latex and they are condom compatible. Because they don't break down in water, they're by far the best choice if you like having sex in the sauna, tub, or shower. But by the way, if you are a fan of sex in the shower, silicone lubes on your shower floor, yeah, number one cause of slipping and falling in the shower. Okay, I just made that statistic up. But it can be dangerous, and you don't want to have to explain to the paramedics how you broke your hip in the shower. So the downside to silicone lubricants, other than the perils of slipping in the shower, is that they're generally more expensive. But remember, a little bit goes a long way and your vagina deserves only the best. Another minor negative is that for those without a flesh and blood penis, silicone lubes have the potential to react with your silicone vaginal toys. Prolonged contact can cause the toy to become gummy or sticky. And in some cases, it can cause the silicone toy covering to swell and become misshapen. Now, this generally doesn't happen with the better silicone toys and only if it doesn't get washed off. So an easy workaround is to put a condom over your toy to protect it or just simply wash the toy as soon as you're finished using it. So where do you get silicone lubricants? Well, your local drugstore does carry them, but because of the higher price point, they may not have a huge selection. The internet, of course, is a, is a great way to find a selection of silicone lubes, but just be sure to specify silicone vaginal lubricants in your search, or you're likely to come up with products month for your carburetor. And for the really thrifty chopper, there are a number of other uses for your silicone lube that has nothing to do with your genitals. Yet you can even use a dab of silicone lubricant on your hair to make it smooth and shiny. Yet it turns out the silicone product that you put in your hair is identical to the stuff that is manufactured to use as a vaginal lubricant. But don't use an item intended for your hair in your vagina because the hair products also have perfumes, which can be irritating. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on oil-based lubricants. They're not condom compatible. They're also, well, they're oily. Some women like them because they say that they feel more like the real deal, but most of my patients are not fans. What about flavored lubricants? Well, there, there are three reasons why you might buy a flavored lubricant. Um, one is that you have an unpleasant vaginal odor that you're trying to cover up. And if that's the case, find out why there's an odor and make it go away. The second reason is if the man in your life doesn't like the way a normal vagina tastes or smells. Although that's his problem, his problem becomes your problem. And if that's the only way he'll agree to oral sex, well, so be it. The third reason is that he loves the way you taste and smell, but you both think it would be kind of fun to try a flavor. Some people even like to lick chocolate off of each other's genitals. This goes in that category. And far be it from me to get in the way of fun. Flavored lubricants are generally water-based and they have a sky-high osmolality. So over time, they do have the potential to dry out and irritate vaginal tissue. So it's probably best to save flavor lubes for special occasions. 
did all those so-called warming lubricants. The idea behind warming lubricants is that in addition to reducing friction, they intensify and increase pleasurable sensations. These are the ones that tell you that they're going to give you an amazing orgasm. But these lubes are not warm in terms of temperature. They're chemically intended to heat things up. Warming lubricants have really, really high osmolality, can be really irritating, and should not be used on a regular basis. And if you are having problems with dryness, itching, burning, definitely stay away. So lubricants. Lubricants are a really good thing. But if you choose a water-based product, make sure it has a low osmolality. But most of my patients tell me that a good silicone lube makes all the difference in the world. So splurge. Trust me, if you spring for the good lubricant, your vagina, your partner, and even your hair will thank you. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my Inside Information books available on Amazon.com. And follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Bye.